I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Bro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romaran, and Raf Camus together again. No Chino for this episode because... Oh, what's up, For good? Um, for real, for real? For, for today. For real, for real? I think... Well, he's a question mark as uh, of recording. Question mark. As of recording this part of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a question mark. We've got a big episode for this week. And um, it's not just because Chino is probably on his way. It's because we've got PWR management joining us to give us the T, Give Ooh us the my. BTS on homecoming. So Red Oliero, a.k.a. Redrick Mahaba, a.k.a the president of PWR, Chino Ginto, a.k.a. your PHX champion, a.k.a. PWR's vice president, and Tim Nang. A.k.a. Nung. Lynch? Well, just that wasn't supposed name. to be I'm given just, out, just, but like, okay. okay. Uh, Tim Nang, a.k.a. Boss Tim. Boss Tim! A.k.a. our executive producer of the most group. They'll be joining us and we'll get to talk about how Boss Tim got involved, how Homecoming came to be. Actually, I think, Ro, you and I have a, uh, have our own personal stories about the origins of Homecoming as well. Sure, sure, sure. Yes, we do. So we'll, we'll get into all of that later on. Of course, uh, episodes like this can't happen without our friends here at Podcast Network Asia. The family that welcomed us here, uh, their studios are located here at We Remote Coworking Philippines, and they always do their best to beef up the show and make it even more presentable than it ever has been. And you can check out their socials over at facebook.com slash podcastnetwork.asia. On Twitter, it is at podcastnetasia and at podcastnetworkasia on Instagram. And for everything Podcast Network Asia related, you can check out the official website at podcastnetwork.asia. Now, so many things happened, so many things went down and I think the biggest deal that we have to talk about is a literal deal which took place in Japan. This was announced literal. a few hours ago before we hit record. And that was the deal involving Bushiroad purchasing or buying out stardom. As a whole, that's one of those things that it never happens in Japan and it never really happens. Like wholesale buyout of an of a promotion. Yeah. Like it, I, when was the last time we've seen something like this? Uh, WCW. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. He's okay. right. He's right. He's right. Uh, He's right. But in this part, in the modern era, when you already have digital subscription, you already have all of this reach. You have a ton of freelancers coming in. It's unprecedented, to be honest. What does this mean for Stardom fans and for New Japan fans? Because for those who are not uh, as familiar, Bushiroad is the parent company of New Japan. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, it means that they won't be together in one in one brand because some people are expecting that uh, this might mean a women's division for NJPW but that's not the case uh, the news is already reported that this isn't going to happen and uh, New Japan's tradition of uh, keeping uh, keeping it all all male for is, the most part is, is is yeah for the most part is still going to happen yeah so it's like when you look at it it's still even with the backing of Bushi Road you're not getting the merger. Mm-hmm. You're not getting no merger, merger. No, no merger at all. No merger at all. They will be kept separate. And I think at the most, like they'll be on uh, foreign tours together. But apart from that, nothing concrete. As uh, of today. No, no, no. Probably the most you can expect is a uh, streaming service mm-hmm. that involves stardom as well. I think In a stardom main, world? Mm, probably. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, because they do have a streaming service. Yeah, they now. do. But uh, a more accessible streaming service yes. in which probably it's bundled the same way. Uh, in the same vein as NJPW World. If I'm a fan, uh, let's say a casual fan, which is what I am when it comes to New Japan, how does this affect me? 
uh, it just means that you might have more access to the female wrestlers over in Japan because that's where uh, startups where girls like uh, Shayna Baszler, Tony Yoshirai. Storm, Yoshirai, uh, Asuka, uh, Asuka, and Kairi Sane. Kairi there. Uh, they, that's where they all came from. So if you are uh, uh, introduced to stardom, you might uh, you just might be familiarized with the Japanese people, the Japanese women. That might come over stateside. It's not being main stateside. Yeah. It's B Priestley, right? Yeah. B Priestley yeah. is top guy, Jin, and then you have Hanekimura mm-hmm. as their like top baby face. Zoe uh, Lucas probably second top guy, Jin. Sia Brookside is still. Oh yeah, is with still still stardom. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. she? Then she signed with uh, NXT UK. Yeah, well, she's pero, still doing tours with them. Yeah, and the same way Tony Storm was also still doing tours with stardom. Okay. All right. So that's happening, and um, for, I guess from where I'm sitting, I can't exactly tell if it's a net positive or a net negative. So you guys are more in tune to this. What do you guys well, think? I think like okay, um, lang. It's it's good for people who want to get into Joshi wrestling a little more. Sana uh, it as I said earlier, it it mean it might mean that they it becomes more accessible. So that uh, that's the dream. Yeah, because like Bushi Road, Bushi has, Road has so much money. Has so much, so much, so much money that doesn't come directly through NJPW. So they they run a gacha company. Yeah, and that like people like Lanstan Ong understand <laughs> how much money there Rafi is. Mabayashi. Rafi Mabayashi are resident weebs who play these games that they that Bushiroad produces. You'll see that that money will translate so much better in the production aspect of stardom hopefully like i'd say midway through next year any other thoughts on this big money deal well they're yeah, they are promising sumo hall yeah. for 2021 oh, yeah, yeah, for stardom for stardom all right which is like that is major major okay so yeah it's a, it's a big money deal between uh bushi road and stardom um sorry Roy, uh, you, you were gonna get to something yes you were gonna get to something because there's other japan news yes sir. yes there sir. is there are rumors coming oh, out that WWE tried to buy Pro Wrestling Noah, who is uh, in dire financial straits, a little dire financial yeah. straits. Because they haven't been, apparently they've been bleeding money for yeah, the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better part of three years. Mm-hmm. So they tried to buy Pro Wrestling Noah as a, fo- as a possible potential foundation for a possible NXT Japan. And they were still in, allegedly still in talks for the for when before Bushi Road picked up Stardom. So there's that to talk about. Yeah, is so, this a good thing? Uh, which one? NXT Japan yeah. or NXT Japan or Noah being bought out? Uh, Noah being bought out, probably yes for Noah because they, they might need, they need, they need the money. money, they need jobs. I mean, they need a constant stream of revenue and capital. So it's good for them, but uh, it will not probably be good for the Japanese scene. Yeah, because it is like for for those of for those who are familiar, the Tokyo scene alone is already hella crowded. Yep, and there then, are so many uh, different promotions you've never heard of that are operating at in Tokyo. In Tokyo, palang, and then you you have to see that where would where would NXT Japan be based out of? Who would jump ship at this point? Because unless WWE did a full buyout, I don't think they could get. The names that they want, and the problem, the problem with NXT Japan is that it's going to be a terrible Japanese wrestling product. Yep, because uh, as we've all seen, NXT, while it's good, while the the action is great, it kind of homogenizes the the wrestling style. Especially if you take a look at NXT UK, it kind of homogenizes the wrestling style into what is pretty much American Mm -mm. Uh, WWE style. Yeah, WWE style. A J sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good thing I say with the British uh, scene is that they kind of evolved into the more American indie style bef- uh, right after, uh, or right around the time that they got bought out by by NXT, right? Well, well when NXT set well, up, yeah, when yeah. NXT UK set up. So you would assume you would have to assume the same thing is going to happen to Japanese wrestlers if there is an NXT Japan that they would have to mold these guys into American style wrestlers, and that's just not what the Japanese style is. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna like. How long did it take for New Japan to get to this current system? About under uh, the guidance no, of like no, five under, years? Like, under the guidance of Liger and sure. the current old uh, third gen guys. Mm. That took maybe better part of 10, 15 uh, years. Sure, ten, fifteen years to get to this style that we're familiar with. What more? 
what more by the time you get to say for example starting up NXT Japan and then establishing a style and then having to pirate these guys who are already established right? mm. no and, my question mm. is what if it's not NXT Japan lang what if it's NXT Asia and okay they start lang. taking okay. names from the scene okay lang ko NXT Southeast Asia even NXT India hell that's fine as long as you don't really mess with what Japan already has because it's uh, already an important wrestling culture that you can't really mess with its style. It's like it's, it's or like, you can, but you will fail. Yeah, it's like leave it alone for the sake of leaving it alone, and for the rest of the world at come large. Da, come down south. Coming down south is fine. Yeah, totally fine. I think hindi ko lang masisi pro wrestling Noah if they actually um, yeah, you yeah. know sure. uh, if they buy in. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's big money. I mean, remember when we were still in college, we had to come up with creative ways to earn money. So I gotta ask you guys, like, what were the creative ways that we came up with just to earn a, a couple extra hundred pesos? Um, I, I, I like if Ro couldn't talk about what he could do with the stress on air, I can't talk about what I did for money in college. Well then. <laughs> it's another one of those moments brought to hey. you by Kumu. Oh, no, to be fair, hustle in college. To be fair, yeah. I actually had a SFW hustle, and that was my radio job. So yeah, I, sure. I was in radio as a senior uh, in, in UP. But, you know, we've come a long way from those days when we had to do some NSFW stuff looking at you, Camus. Yep. If you can, like, everyone who listens to this show knows I'm that guy. But also, it's been a long time since college, too. Yeah. So, you know, right now, there's actually an app called Kumu that helps talented college students earn money online in a really fun way. In fact, Kumu is a powerful live stream platform that prioritizes the voices of over 100 million Filipinos all around the world. To earn money through Kumu, all you got to do is turn on your camera, be yourself, and go live. Viewers can then send you animated gifts, which in turn can be converted into real cash. What? It is that simple. I actually How? saw this in person when our boy Tito Gino was streaming live from Kumu. Okay, he was using Kumu. Right, and and right, giving right. us a glimpse into TJP or giving viewers a glimpse into TJP's radio interview at mm. Wave. I mean, Tito Gino all over the place. Yeah, Tito Gino knows his shit. Yeah. So yeah. for more information, you can check out kumu.ph, be like Tito Gino, and download the Kumu app. Available on the App Store and on Google Play. So easy. Yep. A couple of other things I just want uh, want us to get through um, on this episode before we get to the interview with the management. Uh, one thing is, um, this is going to be a, a bit of a serious note, but our, our thoughts and prayers are going out to my PW's Double K. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. I met him yep. back in Singapore last year, and he was a good guy, great guy. Wanted to figure out how to bring his wrestlers to the Philippines and all that. And it's really sad what happened to him, this accident. Yeah, um, so he figured in a vehicular accident, according to the officials of MyPW. So we are with our friends and family over at Malaysia, um, sending out good vibrations to Double K. So please get well soon, and we hope that the recovery time is as minimal as possible. Yeah, you know what hurts? This guy's a JoJo fan, too. He's one of us. No, I'm not. It's like, it's like you know, right, we laugh right. about it. Of course, it had like, to be a JoJo reference. No, but he's, he's one of us, and, you know, it's like another level of, God damn it, how many... You know, I don't. I don't like to wish any harm on anyone, but there are enough vehicular accidents in JoJo that you don't want it to happen to you in real life. Oh no, I I wish ill on people like you know Estafadors. So, you know who I wish had a worse uh, motorcycle accident? Uh, the Estafador? No, no, no. The Duterte. 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 Oh wow, you got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah, no, because you know, uh, babyface producer Ryan's gonna have a bit of a hard time with this episode. It's just no. It's just like he got into one at Malacanang this week. Yesterday. Yesterday. Last night. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Last night. That's why it's not, we're not wishing ill upon him. We're just it saying, actually happened. It actually happened. <laughs> no, I, no I wish it was worse. <laughs> I, we just wish it was worse. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Right, right. Um, one last thing. No, no, hold up, hold up. Okay. One last thing we got to talk about is uh, SmackDown now being under new leadership. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, News shit. came out over the last uh, 36 hours that Eric Bischoff is no longer in charge. It is now one of my favorite podcasters, Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, Bruce Pritchard, the man, has always been behind the scenes. and I He's think, always been involved. Oh, yeah, he was always involved. And then he just got the job again. And then he was reporting to Bischoff, of course, until this happened. Yeah, so now Bischoff out, Pritchard in. But the problem is we didn't know exactly what Bischoff did in the what two months I guess that, that he was officially that he on was board. Uh, the official executive director of SmackDown. Yeah, and because like we about it, kept, they kept telling us, oh, it, there's going to be a transition period. There's going to be, you know, until, he's not going to appear on air. Mm-hmm. But what the fuck happened? I don't know. All right, and so and, and so just just so that we're clear on the record, 
Bischoff was fired. Yeah, he was fired. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was a forced resignation for all intents and purposes. And that's an oove. Yeah. Right um, I, I myself don't know what Bischoff did. Uh, what more what he did right and what he did not so right. Yeah, the problem is we don't know what, we, what he did, period. Yeah, so we don't know what he was held accountable for. Yeah. I'm going to say, you know, the future episodes of Pritchard's podcast in like 2029 are going to be great. <laughs> just, oh, just because of the context. Why wait that long, though? No, because like, he, he likes the backtracking. He likes the backtrack. Okay. Right. Letting things settle and then looking at it with context. All right, all right. And, and, you know, it's just his stories are so great with that 2020 vision. No, I think, I think my thing is how long is it until Conrad Thompson gets a job? Oh, WWE? yeah. Um, that, that's well, a great question. Or AEW. Six yeah. months. I would rather Conrad actually sign with AEW para na katawa oh, na, you know. <laughs> You've got a WWE guy, AEW guy, Nico Quintuan every week. Right. Speaking of Quintuan, it's time for us to get to that interview. We've got Boss Red, Boss Chino, not that Chino, other Chino, and Boss Tim right may- here. And maybe Chino. If and he maybe gets Chino, here. Yeah, yeah, if he gets here. Right here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. It's time for us to pull the curtain back a bit. We've been talking about this interview uh, since the episode began. Let's welcome our guests to this episode of the podcast. Let's start off with a very familiar uh, voice, a very familiar guest to the yes! podcast. Uh, you know him as Redrick Mahaba, also by his real name, Red Oliero, the president of PWR. Yep, I'm here again. I think I'm uh, yung pinaka madalas yung guest, Niba. Niba, Niba. No, no, no. No, no, no. In terms of in terms of total, I don't think it's you yet. I think it's so JDL. JD. Oh, JD. JD. JD's overtaken Yusuf. Oh, yeah, yeah. So JD has overtaken that piece Putin of shit. Lang. Right, uh, let's also welcome to the podcast uh, the Vice President of PWR. You know him as your Philippine Excellence Champion, Chino Ginto, a.k.a. Lin Chimbat. Oh, wow, anyway. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I only <laughs> dropped the first name. You dropped the last name. That's fine. He it's, gave us a go ahead. It's fine. I mean, everyone needs to know sooner or later. <laughs> if, if, it, if it wasn't as obvious, na, diba? So, hi guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, very, very corporate. Halatang galing sa white collar day job. Yes. <laughs> and at, at least hindi galing barko. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hindi siya, hindi siya siman Wala ngayon. Masama kung galing ang barco. Oh, oh nga kamus. <laughs> I was gonna say the smell. So if you came straight from the boat, he, he's not the smell. He's not that kind of seaman. <laughs> Damn it, kamus. Alright, uh, let's introduce our last guest who's making his debut here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Tim Nung, a.k.a. Boss Tim boss of Tim. the Most Group. Boss Tim. Yeah, boss Tim. Boss Tim. Boss. boss Tim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. Alright, so, okay. Oh. <laughs> and finally, welcome also. Welcome to the podcast, Chino Liao. I'm stairs for this shit, guys. I made it! I was supposed to do you for the first part of the, the show. But it's Chino, catch your breath. You have to share this mic. Alright, Chino, uh, let's try not to break the equipment. Okay. Uh, so, um, it's going to be a full house, packed house for this episode of the podcast. And I guess uh, to start things off, I, I think it's safe to say all of us are still on that homecoming high. Yep. <coughs> yep. Yeah, that, that, uh, that feeling of ecstasy after pulling off a show of that magnitude. And maybe to get the ball rolling, we have to start at the very beginning. Like, how no, did... No, 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 no. I have a question. Sorry. Oh, homecoming to homecoming? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And will it be called Far From Home? No, no. no. It's a different name. It's going to be, we're, parang we're, we're, we're toying with the idea of, we're toying with the idea of parang homecoming every year and it's going to be a celebration of Filipino wrestling every hey. year. Yeah. So parang SummerSlam natin to Revo Excess WrestleMania? Yeah, I guess so. Something like that, maybe. Uh, we haven't really planned it out kung gana siya, or, or kung magkakapera pa tayo by then. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be kumbaga, if, if there's gonna be a Filipino show to watch, it's gonna be Homecoming. All right. So I guess we've got that out of the way. But how does this all begin? Because the uh, perspective namin lahat dito iba iba, diba? So uh, we gotta start with um, probably Red. Let's ask you, how did the idea for a show this big start? Hi. Uh, sorry, I just put on the headset. Tento wow, so really composes. Congratulations, pala wrestling wrestling podcast. Dati. Nasa kwarto lang tayo <laughs> Sharing a mic, di ba? With two dogs. With two dogs. I, I don't mind the dogs. But yeah, um, uh, well, it just started na parang when I started working for like films and everything, I got to know how much it would cost. And uh, I got to know how much a small-time film would cost. And then 
I worked in events then with Comedy Manila and everything. Then I realized na parang okay, uh, it's really easy to get a film pitch for like two two million. Bagaganon, kung may connections ka and everything, and that's like parang okay. I think I can pull off an indie show na two million lang. So I was just looking at like yung mga events people who who they brought in and everything. And then I just saw na parang okay, feasible siya. I hit up, I actually hit up you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Stan Rowe, Lynch, I think. And then possibly just know kung magkano yung mga foreign wrestlers, yung mga indie wrestlers that we can book. And then from there, we just thought of like a cost analysis. Okay, possible to. We just had to find money after that. Yeah, we had this Google spreadsheet, diba? Like, we yes. even sorted it out into tiers. Like, okay, sino yung mga top tier, sino yung mid-tier, sino yung mga uh, a bit easier to get. And nung time na yun palang, well, TJP obviously wasn't on that list because he was still with WWE. But I remember seeing Jeff Cobb's name already on that list. Yeah, Jeff Cobb, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think I said the idea when Red and, uh, when Red and I approached, well, well, Red approached me and Stan and Ro about the idea of when it wasn't still homecoming, um, mas bigger pa yung ano eh. Actually, yeah, the truth yeah, is, I remember this, uh, homecoming isn't isn't as big as how we initially um, planned it out that's to right, be. That's right. So we were placing out all these these big names talaga na we had in in my next stand was mentioning. Um, do we do we do we drop some of the names? <laughs> <laughs> well, libre naman mga arap kasi. Uh, pero yeah, ano? Yeah, pero uh, more than half of them we were speaking to already. Yes, yes. Si Red nga may mga friends siya na mga ano eh. Mm. Hey friend. Um, oh yeah, from yeah, Kenny yeah. Omega. <laughs> <laughs> hey buddy, ganun yung mga tawagan sa amin eh. uh, Yeah, yeah. So, so we, yeah. yeah, we tried to get that rolling by getting in touch with um, the wrestlers, uh, those who we wanted to bring in, like kind dream dream ano lang siya, mm-hmm. possibility but, you know, basically the first step was to create like a project cost analysis that we can present to investors. Mm-hmm. And then, pag na-present na investors, they would see na parang, okay, how would I make my money back and everything like that. Ganun lang naman. But how do you come up with the cost analysis thing? Because like, ako, I didn't go to business school. So I have no idea where to even start with the cost analysis sheet. Like, how do you start with that? Wala. Ano. Lots of, lots of, uh, lots of ballpark figures. And knowledge na rin about mounting events, siguro. Like, how much chairs would cost, how much this venue would cost. Actually, we would call, we would call venues and ask how much their rent is. And like, I got a hold of how much ultra cost. Parang ganun. Yeah. yeah. I think we came in naman with uh, right experience from each of our respective fields. Pero yeah. syempre, a lot of the a lot of it din natuto namin on the fly lang. Like, um, we knew, we didn't know that some of the venues would actually cost less if you go through a certain yeah. entity. Mm-hmm. Or kung diretso ka, they won't, they won't really give it to you straight up. Or iba yung rate talaga, it, it varies. Um, it's a lot of... Um, Growing up, I would say. Um, trial and error. Trial and error then. Mm-hmm. Pero, um, I mean, here we are talking about homecoming. and yes, na siya. Past na siya, eh, di ba? Past na siya. It was a pipe dream because um, when we were talking about it, at least when the four of us uh, were involved in this conversation, like June 2018, I remember Lynch specifically, you and I were talking at Xavier at like a travel fair and we were uh, throwing these ideas around. So it was that early on, di ba? And uh, one year and four months later, here we are with the event having passed us now. Yeah. That way, to Lynch Palin. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, travel fair. I thought I was travel fair. Yeah, uh, surprisingly, then, I mean, with, with all your dreams that you set mo and we were trying to make it a reality with the cost analysis and everything. So, did you talk about it? Did you talk about it? No. I think in, in everyone's minds, that you talk about it, at least the ones we approached eventually after after Ro and Stan, yeah. each of them had this mindset. You know what? Pwede naman eh. Yeah, yun yung, yun yung talagang na-realize ko eh. Parang feasible to, possible to eh. So yeah. I approached people na parang, alam yun, they would believe me at least, di ba? No, I've got to admit, at the start, I was like, these guys are crazy. Sa tayo ko ng perang ganun. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I remember, Ro, you and I would have these conversations like, I mean, I respect the, the gusto, I respect the gumption, but like, fuck, this is one crazy-ass idea. Actually, si Red, lumapit din siya sa akin kasi idea pa niya dati nakunin si Kenny Omega. Uh-huh. Tapos lumapit siya sa akin with a sponsorship letter. Bigay ko doon sa tatay ko. Yeah. <laughs> si Uncle Tony. Yeah. Oh, eh, kaso galit sa akin yung tatay ko. <laughs> oh, I so, wonder why. So, naghanap siya ng ibang in-check. Uh, <laughs> doon na lang niya binigay. Wow. In, so, in, that. ano, he's Chinese. Siyempre, hindi naman ako disappoint na nilet down ako ni Chino. <laughs> 
So we were led to an even. Yeah, yeah. Alam ko naman long shot na yun. Yeah. So everything like that. So nakita namin na okay, possible to ganyan. I made like a parang dalawang show proposal. One would be like, oh, let's reach for the stars. Araneta Coliseum, the elite would be ganyan ganyan because Kenny Omega was already telling me, and this was before AEW. Kenny Omega was telling me na there would be like a package deal for the elite, and ito yung rate ko pero pero mas mura ako if you get. The Bucks and Cody and Page. Yeah, yeah. January to you read, because I remember his contract was expiring in Japan in January. So the back and forth emailing bled through January, and then I remember because after Wrestle Kingdom, being a friend of Kenny, close personal, close personal email, pen pal na kami, pen pal na kami at this point. Diba? So, kinrongratulate ko siya for a good match with Tanahashi. Diba? That was really good, Kenny. Uh, if I do say so myself. And then, yun. Parang sinabi niya na parang, nung siyempre sinagway ko to, yeah, well, what do you think about still doing the show in Manila? It's like, parang, I'm very interested, but things will have to wait because yung current situation niya. And then, eventually, we just found out he... AEW happened. Yeah, we work na kami. So, no work naman kayo. Oh, naman. Oh, naman. I remember. I remember you also were reaching out to the Lucha Brothers. Oh yeah. Di ba? So may package deal din nsi na Phoenix and Pentagon Junior. Like they were cheaper, but they were booked together or something. They were they were cheap and then they were expensive and then they were cheap again and then they were. I think a lot was lost. I I didn't know Spanish. I and then they were speaking Spanish. Wala ba siya ng hente? Wala, wala. I was emailing directly to Ray Phoenix. So wow. that was crazy. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So where did this boss team come in? Okay, so one day, parang we had actually a separate sheet for uh, investors, yeah. diba? So all of the people na parang, okay, kaya kong kausapin to, kaya kong ganyan, okay, baka may pera to, ganyan. Tapos, andun si Tim na, like number three yata or something. So like parang, okay, let's, let's, it's bilang parang isang beses parang na, na, galing lang galing ang baang ko noon or something tapos tumawag lang ako team nang like randomly I just felt like parang you know what I'll just hit him up because you guys have a prior relationship yeah, yeah outside of wrestling yeah so for people who don't know Tim uh, owns most and uh, si Tim was also you know Tim did stand up comedy before you know? oh no I didn't <laughs> <laughs> he still does he He's still does nag open mic siya two weeks ago talaga wow wow you crazy Tim But yeah, uh, Tim, I met through open mic. And then Tim uh, owns uh, Kowloon House. His family owns Kowloon House. Yeah. So he owns the most. House Empire. Yes, the empire of... Uh, the empire Shopao built. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think uh, I was doing... I was actually one of the... Uh, I'm one of... Uh, no, I'm I'm the first headliner Samos, na comedian. I remember. So when he opened up most, I was the first headliner there, and then I remember I did so much Kowloon House jokes, na like para I did like 40 minutes, then in between pinepepper ko talaga, talaga tinitira ko yung Kowloon House, like para oh thank you Kowloon House, nagopen kayo sa malapit sa bay namin ngayon, wala na mga stray cat, mga ganon klase, no busa na mga pusa. Tapos nandong ikinig yung buong pamilya nila ron. I remember this because sobrang good sport na pamilya nila. Uh, and uh, they were just, you know, they just took it, took it well. And para si nap niloko pa kado, kinakalat niya si Kureta namin, mga ganong klase. So that's when I met Tim. And uh, at that time, na nag-iisip ako ng investor, I didn't think Tim would be into wrestling. And then parang may nakausap ako sa mga na parang, oh yeah, nanod si Tim ng nanod nanod ka ng show once, de ba? Nakita kita. And then your brother actually joined bootcamp, si Maui. And then so, nariyalis ko lang. Okay, I'll just give this guy a call. Kaya tulad pa ako handang presentation or anything. And then he was like, "Tapag katawa ko." Tapag ko, "Yo, I know, I know Kenny Omega's details. Do you want to bring him in for a show? Because we need an investor." So like, parang, "Yo, I'm just watching All In right now." Oh yeah. So in yung inspiration for everything, I guess it's the All In show. Na get get that indie, the best indie show ever. Parang ganon. So yeah. Ikaw, Tim, what was going through your mind when Red gives you that call from out of nowhere and then you're watching All In and here comes Red with an idea which is basically a local version of All In? I had to walk out of the office because I was screaming. I was like, yo, 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 are you serious? Let's do this. And I was like, yes. Yeah, I remember that. So, si Tim lang yung only investor na in-approach ko with that, na meron siyang enthusiasm. So, I knew na parang, yeah. 
Where did it come from, though? Because at the time, I'm guessing that you haven't really watched a lot of PWR shows, but you knew Red. You had a pre-existing relationship. So where did that enthusiasm come from? Um, I have my background. I came from comedy, then I went to music. Uh, with music, uh, I was producing shows, music videos. I wanted to do something different. So when Red called me, I was like, is this wrestling? Yo, I'm totally down. It's something way different from what I'm doing. And I, it's my first chance to produce a bigger show than the usual ones I produced. So, And I was a fan of wrestling, I think. Um, before he called me, around that time, it, uh, I rekindled my love for wrestling. Because, I mean, after, after Cena, after Mysterio left, I wasn't really following. Then I started watching again. That's when Nakamura went in. And I started getting really getting into it. So it was just all falling together into place. Yeah, so um, I mean, I think all of us as fans have had that period of falling out. They were falling out of the fandom. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> I was going to say, um, who, who fills the void for you after Punk left? Wala. <laughs> it was a lot of P-W-R. crying. P-W-R. A lot of crying. Actually, PWR. PWR. Wow. So, so Tim, Red comes to you with the pitch, and then you're on board. Pero, how long does it take until you're officially in? Like, did you sign paperwork, or what was your first order of business? There's paperwork. Even up to now, there's paperwork up to now. But because he mentioned, we were waiting for Kenny. Yeah. And when AEW came out, we were like, okay, we're done. So the talks kind of stalled for a while. Then when TJ announced he was leaving WWE that's when we went all in uh-huh. and I was like yo when he and he told me he was coming here yeah, we have to meet him mm-hmm. and I wanted to place an offer right there and then when we met him wow uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so who good. made the first move to approach TJ um wait the TJ thing was a combination of you yeah uh, Stan. Yeah, I'm one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. How, how could I forget? Yeah. Uh, I remember you. You. Yeah. So Stan and Stan put a TJ in touch with me and JD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember At this, this time, time, JD was still president, and then we were Kayasha PWR specials because we were a separate team called the Specials Team, working on this this show alone. Like before I took over presidency, so. Uh, all of this kind of happens hand in hand, eh? Yeah. Yes. Like one domino falls after another, yeah. and then it, it leads us here. So, so, yeah, going back. So, like, I put you guys in touch with TJ, and then I he basically leaves me out of the conversation. That's true. That is true. <laughs> so, like, he starts emailing no, he, you guys. He, emailed, he replied to JD lang. Okay. And JD missed the reply for a while. Because, like, parang I was following up with JD. JD, wala pa bang reply. Wala pa. So, parang, oh, man. Bilang mamaya-maya, parang, like, a day later, JD was like, oh, hindi, nag-reply pala siya. Sabi ko, parang, I didn't get it. So, Ako, hindi ko rin nakuha. No, I didn't get it. So, yeah. yeah. JD was the only one. And then, TJ gave a rate na talagang we can afford. What was, okay. So, can, we can't say. Okay, can't okay, say, okay. So, we can afford. We can afford. Okay. So, he gives well, a rate. Tim can Tim afford. <laughs> to, to clarify. <laughs> to clarify. Yeah. So there's a there's a bit of a game plan. Okay, a big ass local show centered around TJP. This is a rate we can afford. Uh, the <coughs> next step is obviously to meet him in Manila. But this is when the curveball happens. Now, oh wait, I have an agent now. Yeah. So ganon. Parang because nung simula wala. Eh. Yeah, wala, walang agent. And then now, as I'm tracing it, I think siguro like a week after lang you have to course through my agent na. And then my agent's bringing him to Manila. And we were thinking na parang, ito na ba to? I said, are we booking him in this show? <laughs> like parang, akala namin, may way na na parang, okay, after mo ng bakasyon mo sa Iloilo or something, he was going somewhere. Yeah. It was Iloilo. Na, yeah, mag namin siya. Akala namin ganun. So, we wanted to go to, ano, si Tim sabi niya, if we can seal the deal right away sa Manila Peninsula, game na. And we're, we're, we weren't the only wrestling company that TJ met with, uh, uh, I think Sila Tarek and I'm not sure if Tarek and someone else I forgot Sen, Sen. Sen yeah Sen was there yeah oh, sa Manila Peninsula so you guys go out there and did you have like a, a pitch a deck a contract what did you have ready with you oh man um, actually medyo na ano kasi I know they had like a pa- nung, when I was scoping them out doing the meeting with kasi sa lobby lang eh yeah and then I was we were scoping them out parang okay mukhang limited time lang tayo dito ha? kasi sandali lang yung meeting nila with, you know? so we had to come up with a battle plan and just pretty much say everything so now only MWF plan. to talk to them now only MWF okay so we scouted them na parang hindi naman hindi naman like eavesdrop or anything but but yung alam namin na parang okay maikli lang yung usapan and it was me Tim Owell and JD and then nung pag-upo nila Tim we exchanged uh, nila TJ we exchanged exchanged pleasantries and everything 
And then we just took him to a blitz na parang, yo, we're game. We have this, we built this up. We know all the data. Uh, I'm starting saying shit na parang, yeah, we've done feasibility analysis. <laughs> and then I was just coursing it through na parang, okay, we're just saying, we just need the headliner for a show that we want to do. We want to step it up. We've been drawing regular crowds. We want to step it up. We need someone that give us a rub. We need a headliner like you. Ganun. So, if we can seal this deal right now, game na. But DJ was holding out kasi hindi pa, niya, hindi pa clear sa kanyang schedule niya because of course he wanted to prioritize Japan and impact all those regular gigs he has. Pero parang halfway commitment na siya nun. Because after that, we were in touch with the agent. And sobrang back and forth with the agent. That was actually a grueling back and forth. There was a different date, di ba, remember? That yeah. they gave out uh, a bit earlier actually than, than Homecoming. Uh, the original date of homecoming. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be earlier. Um, but yeah, like what Red said, it was uh, a lot of back and forth with with the agent. Mm-hmm. Where are we at here, Tim? Like, what was going through your mind? Uh, you know, you were this wrestling fan who had just recently gotten back into the fandom and now Red loops into this project. And suddenly, you've got, you're meeting TJP. He's right there in front of you. It was a step. It, was, it, it went to me in steps. Kind of like the first step was when I paid TJ. I paid him half his uh, talent fee. Yeah. And I, when I went to the bank to pay it, the guy was like, we need a contract. Mm. So I ended up signing a contract with TJ and it, it was slowly sinking. I was like, yo, this is happening. Uh-huh. I'm in a contract with TJ Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you sign the contract, you deposit it. That was, I think that was the first moment that it really became real for pretty much everybody working on this event. Yeah. And at this time, Red, hindi ka pa yung PWR president. No, was I? Not no, yet, not no, yet. No, no, no. no. It was the, after the the Yeah, the yeah. thing the thing is, because before, well, Red kind of brushed up on it earlier. Na Red tried to to pitch the idea to PWR because, of course, um, while we would love to have a big, as big as an event like Homecoming, yeah. or at that time, iba pa name niya. Wala pa palang name ng time. Wala, ang pista ng wrestling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yung nakalagay sa PowerPoint. Uh, <laughs> so we came in as the specialist group. Yeah. So it was Red, Tim, and I. Um, then we were sitting in during the PWR meetings. Um, and Stan was there. Yeah, yeah, you brought me into one of those. And I was like, Tangan ng ginagawa ka rito. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I said this year also was a good um, barometer of how PWR has gone um, since day one. Kasi. There was more, uh, how you say this, mas uh, concerned na about putting on even better shows. Because, of course, yeah, the past years, past couple of years, medyo magandang ang nilalabas ng PWR with with Power Max Center Spotlight, the venue nayon. Our shows are consistently uh, bringing in um, fixed amount of of, of crowds as yeah. casuals come in every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Um, sponsors pero, here and there. Sponsors here and there, pero. It was in everyone's minds that we have to take a next step. Yeah. So some of us come in and would give um, our inputs, ganyan, and PWR decided, you know what, let's, let's sit together, have a meeting, talk about all aspects of the company from 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 training, mm-hmm. from production, from even that, up, yeah. uh, even up to the pinaka ng how young boys should be, diba? So that was how it it it, be- it began. So we were just really like a separate. Department, if we would talk in parang like, ad hoc uh, committee, uh, yeah, ad hoc yeah, committee exactly. for, for parang events team lang kami for for that specific team, uh, mm-hmm. for that specific event at the time, at the time, yeah, yeah. And then I, I was actually telling Tim, do you want to be involved in this company? Because there's a whole lot of people there running it. We're not running it at the time, diba? And then baka magkagulo lang because you know you work a certain way, they work a certain way, you know things like that. So baka hindi magfit, baka maging headache lang and everything. You know what I mean? So at that time, I remember, and I don't think a lot of people know, but me and JD weren't very, you know, on the same page. We're on the same page. Yeah. Tapos parang I've been parang I've been not so happy with the way things are running sa PWR. Parang I feel like parang we could do something more. That's why I I uh, I made specials. Pero uh, I'd had a very nice talk with JDL, and then I said na parang you know what? At the end of the day, if we get on the same page. Uh, awesome things happen because before when we get on the same page diba, we we beat the usurper not the estafador we beat the estafador together you know and then after that basta parati kaming may, may times na parang so ngayon parang 
with all the things that happened. I don't know what happened actually, or where it started. Pero hindi kami masyadong on the same page. And at the same time, si Jay didn't, I think, was wanting to focus on being a wrestler. Which, in which she, he should. Because he's getting all these opportunities. Yeah, na, he's getting all these yeah. opportunities, diba, and everything. So he's I was basically like, the best among us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he deserves to have that focus, diba? Yeah. So I told JD, na parang, yo, I'm here now. I can be your VP if you want. I can be whatever that na you find lacking in everything. Pero yun nga, true enough, and I always trust JD. Actually, si Lynch always reminds me then to trust JD then on making the right decision or making a great decision for the company. And then after that T-Hawk show, yeah. I forgot what it was. Pakanern. Pakanern. Uh, they just said, Dona parang, we decided to make you president because of all the. Like right after the show. Right after the show. Wow. As uh, in, right uh, after the show. <laughs> and then we made that announcement to the locker room after. So, yeah. so uh, that was a board decision because we, right? so it was JDL and. Yeah, the so board. JD, OL, and, and Stoff. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so see stuff. Uh, shoot names. Uh, and no, because it's shoot oh, Chino, you feel like an insider <laughs> now? Chino, Chino, when it's shoot business, it's shoot names. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Just saying, just saying. So yeah, they they were they were like, it was like a parang wild moment. Na parang I thought I was gonna be like, okay, am I gonna, parang are they do they hate me or something? Why are they setting me aside? Something like that. And then, parang they were saying, na parang, okay, you have to be president because you're the only one who can ganyan, ganyan, ganyan. And then I was like, okay, great. But they said, na parang, you can get whoever help you want to, how you want to shape it or anything. We'll talk about the shares later on. But right now, you're in charge. I'm pretty sure malaking bagay din na, you know, you were one of the few people in the company who was a functioning adult without a day job. <laughs> yes, also that. I mean, no, he, he does have a day job. No, no not really. Really. I mean, it counts. Nah. No, it's not as strict as Plus, Lynch's okay. day job, for example. Nee, nee. Like, like I don't think uh, a lot of people in the company would. I, I, I'm a luxury to just like do what he does. Yeah, like kahapon gumising ako ng six, tapos umihi ako tapos nagdecide ako tulog ako ng one. I'm a comedian. I work at night. You know, I was gonna actually say that, like you know, being in the locker room when they made the announcement, na medyo wild. Yeah, that, 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 and that was like not even 30 minutes from when I knew it. Yeah, yeah I wasn't there. Uh, I think Sinakamus and Roy nagsabi sa akin na the announcement was made. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so, that quick. Yeah, yeah. So it really rocked the status quo. It, it was a shock to the system, if you will. Yeah, and I guess a you know, big prop sent to JD and the board. Because oh, oh. they recognized that na, na there was a need for PWR to make the next step. Um, if you remember Red, there was a there was a pocket meeting we did before. Ikawako, JD, and Owell, and yeah, we, yeah. and we just each put out on the table like what we want to happen for not just for PWR, but I mean for, for our ourselves, careers yeah. and for PWR. And at the, I think yun yung naging point now where naging same page kayo. Because now you understand, you each understand. Yeah. San ka nagagaling. This is what I want for for PWR. This is what I want for for my career. Where did you come in though, Lynch, as like uh, the vice president? Because um, I I guess you can make the connection that Red and Lynch were working hand in hand on the specials team. Therefore, Red and Lynch will be working hand in hand in management. Like, but how does that uh, connection get established? Um, um, for all intents and purposes, a PWR. Pinilit ko siya. But for the longest time, uh, Red and I naman have been speaking. Um, ever since uh, I became a fixture in PWR. Um, I say props to JD and the board because yung before na nagahandle. I mean, kinalaw ba natin yun? Yeah. Oh. Ba yung before na nagahandle? Well, uh, <laughs> Medyo. I'm, I'm not familiar with <laughs> this person. <laughs> that you speak. Yeah. Medyo resistant si siya sa mga uh, suggestions, advices ng mga professionals. I mean, not just me, but there are a lot of people who came up and presented themselves as, um, oh, this is how we should do it. Ganyan ganyan and. Oh yeah, because that administration didn't even know how to do finance. That's why the company was almost ra- run out by the BIR. Exactly. So, uh, props to JD because they recognize that um, although um, they are the board members and kami are basically volunteers, they would hear us out every now and then to help out dun sa mga, you know, day-to-day ng PWR. Not just for the events itself, but like you said, mga back-end, like uh, yung... Mga permits natin, yung mga oh yeah, yung making sure that our venues are all set at least three to five months in advance. To be fair, uh, we really felt it. I think like 2017, 
onward, but that's when we would like plot out the calendar in our little Facebook group. Na okay, these are the event dates. So roster, you guys block these dates out, yeah. and then mag-usap tayo kapag merong date na hindi yeah, pwede. But with JDL, he was always very transparent, even to us. Uh, like we we do the podcast recordings with JD, and then like off off the record, he'd be like, "Oh, tanga na, I'm going BIR, blah blah blah. I'm fixing this paper and that paper." And you know, I just talk to him, you know, uh, because for him, I guess it would be therapeutic, right? But that for me as a member of the roster, like that's how I would see the work they would put in. So now you guys come in, and when does it hit you? Na shit, ang hirap pala ng ginagawa nila. Um, actually, totoo naman. I mean, from the start, I knew it was gonna be tough. Pero uh, trying to you know step up from yung standards nila, uh, yun yung parang ma- mahirap talaga. And I think one of the one of the things then, uh, I think it's the constant. Uh, just, just parang barrage of questions from a lot of people. I think yun yun eh. That's why I decided na parang okay. We need to have like we need to tell people where to course their questions. Hindi lang puro sa akin, alam mo yun. That's why we made the big council yun nga. Because there was a small council and then now it's big council. Wala na nakatawa lang. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's still a funny name. Natatawa yeah, pa rin ako yeah, until now. It just stuck. I don't know why. It's a, it's a the name of the chat eh. Yeah. So, so we put Okay, let's talk about the big council. Yeah, we put uh, so Tim is there for our executive producer. Basically, pag may gusto kaming something. Ikot, ikot sugar daddy. Can you can also say like, hey, can we set a meeting at most? Oh, uh, yeah. So oh, no, no, Camus. We don't meet at no, most. No, we meet at Makati Shangri-La. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Camus. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm Si Tim nang lang yung taong bumili ng Glenfiddich sa skinny mics, guys. Ha? Pati yung mga waitress na gulat. Nagulat yung mga waitress. Uh, ah, shit, ano to? Ano yung Glenfiddich? May Glenfiddich pa ba tayo? Sure kayo, sir. No, I remember that first meeting at uh, at Makati Shang. That really shocked the hell out of me. Like, um, especially for people like us, Ro, Camus. You know, we were there from like the second show, diba? And we were there when all we had were fucking black curtains and trash cans and yeah. fucking Gatorade bottles. Uh, and then now Gatorade we're having bottles with beer. Eh? Oh, <laughs> CR namin the fucking Gatorade bottles. And now That's we're crazy. having meetings at fucking Makati Shang. Thanks, Tim. Um, like, um, for, uh, on your Pero end. Pero sa bote part kayo, Mie. Hindi naman, hindi naman. CR naman kami. Maybe CR naman. Maybe day yung CR. Oh. Maybe day sa Power Mac. Tsaka <laughs> <laughs> yung flash hindi natatapos. <laughs> Ako lang mo nakapansin. Hindi, hindi, hindi. Napansin ka rin. Isang banyo. Tuloy-tuloy lang. On your end, Tim, like, um, what, what motivates you to just put in the money in a product like what we put out? Because like, um, I I don't know how it is for you, pero like for someone like me, like shit, he's putting out a lot of money on like this meeting alone, and he's putting out a lot of money on this and on that and on that. So like for you, where does that motivation come in or come from? Um, I realized that recently. It was basically chaos. Wait, uh, chaos, chaos, or like chaos the group I from love, New Japan? No, 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 just the the chaos, like just causing chaos. Okay. I I realized I was addicted to it. Uh, was it two years ago? Um, before I used when I, I was I was a board single guy, I used to throw like um, big tournaments at okay. Mo's. Mm-hmm. Basically, like high stakes. Uh, the high stakes Jack and Poi yeah. tournament on December oh, on shit. January one. Okay, this is legendary shit, man. Like, how much did it get the first time? Fifty k. Yeah, no, no, no. It was the first one was fifty and went up to like four forty. Forty. Yeah. Um, Kaya, 40. Yeah, like, for everybody's knowledge, every uh, most anniversary, nagpapamigay si Tim ng, ng something epic. Like a few years ago, there was a, a PS4. And there's a Switch And then this there was year. a Switch. God Two damn, years straight like, na yung Switch, diba? Yeah, but so, it's like, this is, this is like the type of shit that, that like the people like me that I know Tim from outside of wrestling, you come to most and it's just, he fucks shit up. Why am I only hearing of this now? Why? Did you have? Did you ever ask? Like, did you ever ask about wait, my, what wait, I do so outside of this podcast? Wala, wala sa band scene. Though, so. ka. Yes. <laughs> no, but basic, basically, when it when that first tournament happened, um, I was expecting it to be like any 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 other college party. You'd have like a fight club or like you know, you'd have a beer pong. Oh, okay. You'd have a beer pong table. Yeah. It would be just a bunch of people just drinking around, talking to friends, and just four or five dudes around the table. I was expecting it to be something like that. No, yeah. It came out like Fight Club. 
because uh, there were like 80 people in the bar. Uh-huh. They were surrounding two two guys just playing bato bato pick. Okay, and then the and loser when, takes the uh, winner takes loser's money. Oh uh, yeah, it was a best of seven <laughs> for the finals. We were we were making the rules as we went along because we were pretty, <laughs> we were pretty fucked up. So we were like, oh, final four, final four. You gotta take. You got, all gotta chuck this bottle of like you know those uh, airport bottle tequilas. Yeah, yeah. They had to chug one bottle each. So yeah. Then when it came to the finals, best of seven. Each loss would be one shot. And <laughs> yeah, oh. the reaction was so funny because they were carrying him out of the bar when the guy won. So, so he was too fucked up to enjoy the fact that he won. Yeah. So from then on, when I I I, I stopped doing it for a while. Then uh, when they got brought me on for the first show, uh, they brought me in for TJ. I wanted to be involved more. Yeah. Because my idea was I want to build anticipation for that big event. Okay. Because I just don't want to be like. Uh, these are the regular PWR shows. No, mm-hmm. I wanted to like to hit the ground running. I was like, okay, let's book somebody every show. Game na next PWR specials bato bato pick. Pero yun yah, that's one of one of Tim's parang directive. Then, sure, hindi man nagreklamo, di ba? Tim was like, you know, we should we should make each show running to towards uh, homecoming special. So how does that work creatively though? Because um, the booking team at the time had this direction that they had in mind, and knowing the the creative at the time, um, major advanced in Silamag plan. I mean, I can only speak yeah. for myself because like um, where Main Max and I were uh, in 2018, like I knew we were heading towards that in 2019. I knew that we were gonna uh, have this face off with Chris Panzer. I didn't know that Sandata would get involved, but like it was leading to that. I'm not sure if everyone everyone else's booking was like that. You Before, did? Yeah. I you knew did. your booking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For a solid year. Good. Nice. So save your travel fare. You name booking. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so Lynch knew. Oh, Lynch was in booking team for booking a while. For a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so a month. how does that affect uh, booking then? Now, you guys come in. There's a management change, and then there's Tim's directive. Now we have to change the direction and lead it all to homecoming. So it was before the management change. Yeah. We were just parang saying na parang all right, guys, we're gonna be supplemental support. Like we're not just gonna focus on our show, everything. Like so, I think uh, they the the guys asked for PTs. We provided PTs, diba? Uh We're trying to provide uh, like ang ko like parang si Kakay Bros. Parang we funded yung TF ni Tipsy Kid for the entrance and everything. So before that, palang we were supporting the shows and. I guess that's where the JD's management started uh, taking notice. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't forget about the free water. Oh yeah, the free oh, water. Free yeah. water yeah. Man. Wait, give, give, where, no, no, give credit no, where it's due. Oh. Pero lang yun. Yeah, yeah. Sa, sa, ano ba yun? Uh, and then I think nung nagkasuggest na siya ng mga like talents to book and everything. All right, let's start after Revo X. Ganyan. We did T-Hawk once, pero alam na natin Riho was coming in. Alam yeah. Na natin, uh, alam natin wh- whoever we have planned was coming in, diba? And everything. But, at that time, we were really para. it's kind of hard then to move around na parang, okay, we have to ask clearance for management. Okay ba to? Game ka kay T-Hawk. And we were and pitching every single time. We were pitching yeah. every single time, yeah. No, but I feel like, um, even for me, like when the momentum started coming from me, like I read it, like I was like, yo, I really want to do this. I really want to do this. Yeah, yeah I want to yeah, fuck yeah. shit up more. Uh, <laughs> was, was the first T Hawk shop. I remember that moment. I was watching from the. I stood up and I was yeah, like, you yo. Were drunk. Yeah, <laughs> but I was like, yo, that's my money right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then he approached me after. He was like, parang okay to kasi ang bilis ng ang bilis mo makita yung resulta ng ininvestan mo kasi makita mo agad sa show. Eh, parang ganon so parang yeah, all right. And then that's me and Lynch figured out that Tim was addicted to pops, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was the chaos I was talking about. The pops. I um, love that now. Okay. Sobrang na addict sa pops to the Rest point. Rest in the Yeah. So face pop. No, no, no heel no. shit. Any no, any pop. Any pop. Any pop. Any pop. Yeah. Any okay. Pop. He he went ape shit dun sa sa Rio match, the the championship oh, spirit see, match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Even yeah. the DJ announcement before that, uh, like oh, Raj, yeah. my girlfriend was like, I was up in the tech tech pod, part upstairs. So I was freaking out. I was like, here we go, here we go. She was like, shut up, they can hear you from up here. It's like, <laughs> coming, here we go. <laughs> so what was that moment like for you when the TJP video plays and then everybody just goes ape shit? Oh, I, I don't know. I blew up my. I was just going crazy up there. 
I was like, yo. Nakainom ka na ba nun? No, no, I was sober. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even when I'm sober, even with wrestling, even when I'm sober, I really do mark out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, this is happening, this is happening. Like, it was just a mix of just like, um, I was just happy it was happening. It was finally happening. It sunk in right uh-huh. there and then. When the announcement came in, like, I, I signed a contract, but it was slowly, it sunk in that moment. I was like, we're making this happen. We're making yeah. this happen. Specifically, I saw you mark out to the Jeff Cobb announcement. Oh, yeah. And then you high-fived si Timmy Jacob, si, ano, si Tetsuo Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know him as Tetsuo Man because that's where I met him. But yeah, <laughs> and then nakita ko yung genuine reaction. Like, doon ko nalaman na talagang parang, okay, I think Tim, yeah. Tim likes them pops. No, but I guess, ano, that also adds to how everyone in PWR... Um, we all like pops. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, no, like, I mean like with, with Tim, like how they uh, welcomed Tim. I mean, of course, yeah, he was shelling out all the cash. Pero iba rin kasi, like a lot of people, JD was, was telling us, a lot of people approached uh, them in the past to, like, invest. O- to invest, offer their... Their, their hard-earned cash. Oh, I'm not sure if it's hard-earned, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they were offering, and, and, and they always felt that they weren't... I mean, the money was there, but they weren't the right people to lead PWR. Because they would come in, ah, I want creative control. I come in, oh, I want to control everything from this to that to that. And I guess it helps a lot that see like when they when they saw Tim, oh, yeah, sure. I saw that they had hesitation sila with the special scheme. But like as the shows went along and as they saw how the results of everything that we're, we're putting in or we're putting in for each of the shows leading up to homecoming, parang you would see na you know Tim is one of us, diba? Yeah, and we didn't plan that out. Uh, like parang mm-hmm. we just wanted to like I knew Tim because uh, I partnered up with him knowing na talagang ganon siya mag-act. Like he doesn't want to mess with the product. You know what I mean? He just wants to fuel it, diba? So he knows well enough na not to mess with the creatives and everything. That's part one of our conversation with PWR Management. We're going to have part two on Monday. So make sure you subscribe to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever the hell you download your podcasts. And for more kwentuhan like this that you can catch here on the Podcast Network Asia Umbrella, you can actually check out shows like The Eavesdrop, like hosted them. by three institutions in the radio industry, if I do say so myself. You got Delamar, Francesca, and Jelly. And you can check out all of their stuff on social media over at facebook.com slash the eavesdrop or twitter and ig at eaves podcast that's e-v-e-s podcast and you can check it out on spotify apple Podcasts, and other major podcast streaming platforms other shows on the podcast network umbrella that you guys have checked out cool pals yeah, special shout out to our friends from Cool Pals and Kudazers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, we sometimes we record at the same time, so it's really cool that uh, you know we get to interact with them. Like I was telling everybody how I met um, one half of the Halo Halo show, Rika G, right. last yeah. week. Yeah. yeah, so it's on Quattro TV this week. Yes, yes. yes uh, the interview featuring uh, TJP and Jeff Cobb, which uh, Rika G and Rico Robles hosted on RX, that is on this week's episode of Quattro TV. So do check that out as well. And if you want to check out everything we do, you can always follow us on social media. On Twitter, it is at Wrestling2XPod. Yeah. Very <laughs> creative. <laughs> Super creative. Well, no, no, I mean, there were restrictions. Yeah. So, so Facebook, we don't have to Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, I have, the to fi- I have to figure that one out. Yeah. We'll request Zuckerberg. Okay. We'll get that done. What's up? Yeah, and uh, for all of us individually, you can catch us at underscore Stancy, at Rose War, at Caveman Camus, and at Chino Supersized. No picks of the week for this week because we just gave you picks from yeah. like a couple oh, days ago. Well, Camus, you want to? I, I, I get a pick. Yeah, yeah, oh, sure. So you, you get, you a, get pick. a pick. Go, go okay, for it. guys, watch King of Pro Wrestling. Watch the ah, junior. Yeah. Watch the juniors match because I, I will say this. Um, Did you Brandon, shoot bricks? No, no man. No, no man. I'm okay. I'm used to I'm used to the high flying antics of Osprey, but then ELP was the guy that. This is the first time I'm really watching him. ELP is El Fantasmo. El Fantasmo, yeah. So Brandon C, our good friend, who was at the show, yeah, mentioned, who flew in from Sydney, who flew in from Sydney for that show. He said, "Miss Mona, finally he gets El Fantasmo after this match." Mm-hmm. Same goes for me because when I'm watching it, you're like. Okay, all of the antics that he pulls, all of the shenanigans that he pulls, and the way that he fits into the Bullet Club mold is so great. And then this match really made a star out of him. I really want to see, because I really want to see what happens with Fantasmo because Osprey is having a murder of a year. Okay, and I'm just like, you know, this is this is this is something you guys need to see. All right. 
There you have it, our pick of the week, straight from NJPW's King of Pro Wrestling. Thank you so much to everybody who has kept us on the digital airwaves. If you subscribe, leave a comment, leave a five-star rating, hit download, follow the podcast on Spotify. All of those actions, malaking tulong yun sa amin. So if you're listening to us for the very first time, please do any or all of those things. And if you want, listen to the back episodes because we worked hard on those too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we are actually in the process of completing the catalog. Ni pa siya kompleto, di ba? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Babyface producer Ryan uh, shaking his head. Uh, so but, soon. But the DJ, the DJ, the DJ episode. Oh yeah, yeah. The Billy Jeff episode. episode. The Jeff yeah, the Cobb recent episodes are there. Yeah, yeah, that's all yeah. there. Yeah, yeah but if you want content, if you want some of the greatest hits like the classical shoot episode or uh, Red Oliero's AMA or the first TJP episodes all of those will be uh, re-uploaded in the weeks to come alright so keep following us at the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Spotify and uh, make sure that you hit that subscribe button because that is what's gonna keep us here under this umbrella so thank you to everybody who's been doing your part thank you so much again to PWR Management and thank you to Podcast Network Asia whose studios are located right here at We Remote Coworking Philippines because they always help us out with the show and you can check out their socials Facebook Podcast Network Asia Twitter at PodcastNetAsia and on IG at PodcastNetworkAsia and the official website is PodcastNetwork.Asia On behalf of Chino, Camus, and Ro my name is Stan C saying thank you and we are out of here Peace Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 